Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. You know, good morning, everyone. What a great, great day. You know, watching the sun come up and chase the shadows off the mountains and across the valley and along Route 66. Great way to start a day. Here from our offices slash studio in Kingman, Arizona. We got a little something we're going to do today. We're going to talk about a great frontier era time capsule. And a couple events. Uh, I've got an exciting new contest. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. And uh, we'll talking about that too in just a few minutes. But uh, get things going a little bit here. Give a shout out to a couple things before we get started. Don't forget, uh, this is an interactive podcast. You can call in, drop your notes. Uh, and uh, if you would like to be a co-host, so to speak, or a speaker on the program. If you're a tourism director, you have an event you'd like to share, uh, a little bit of Route 66 history, uh, all travel ideas, travel tips, drop me a note and uh, we'll get it set up. We'll discuss it, find a time that works, and we'll uh, get you set up to be on the program. Okay, now let's talk about the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel. The astounding place. Kind of a tenuous Route 66 connection. I guess it's kind of like my pa always said, the world's round. If you head east long enough, you're out west, that kind of thing. The wheel bearings connected to the muffler. Well, anyway, I digress. It was once a place deemed so vital to national security and commerce, a military outpost was established to protect it. Two decades before Arizona moved from territory to state, it was front and center in the creation of an engineering marvel. And by the dawn of the 20th century, it had developed an infamous reputation for death from accident, wrecks, and even murder. Today, the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel, east of Ash Fork, Arizona, it's less than an obscure footnote to history. And befitting that status as a lost time capsule, it stands as a silent monument secluded deep in the Arizona wilderness. The history of the tunnel is kind of conflicted as far as exact dates are concerned, but the story begins about 1881 when the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad was faced with a, uh, a challenge almost as daunting as bridging Canyon Diablo. The western escarpment of the Colorado Plateau dropped precipitously with only steep, rugged canyons providing access to the rolling plains below. A survey expedition declared Johnson Canyon as the best option, and construction commenced. To maintain the maximum grade of descent, 3%, required carving a shelf from the canyon wall, bridging two gorges that exceeded 100 feet in depth, and boring a tunnel through a shoulder of rock at a crucial curve. 
Well, soon a rough and tumble railroad camp complete with saloons and brothels had appeared on the flats more than 100 feet above the proposed tunnel. With unheard of wages for the time, $2.40 a day for laborers, $2.80 a day for drillers, the camp became a hotbed of unsavory characters. In February of 1882, the Arizona Weekly Miner published in Prescott noted that an alcohol-fueled argument resulted in James Casey shooting William Ryan in the head and neck and chest. Casey then fled to a neighboring saloon where he barricaded himself. Enraged citizens of the camp stormed the saloon with predictable results. Quote, Luckily, a ball from one of the guns ended his villainous career, and he was sent to meet his maker with the blood of Ryan fresh on his hands. Both men were will to be buried on Thursday. These were not the first death, deaths associated with the Johnson Canyon Tunnel. In August of 1881, a premature explosion killed six men. And as construction fell behind schedule and costs began to mount, the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad entered a limited partnership with the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad. Eventually, the Santa Fe would absorb the Atlantic and Pacific. The bore of the tunnel was completed in 1882, but it would be months before the tunnel was tracked and the trestles to the west were completed. One of the preparatory projects was shoring the ceiling with timbers one foot thick. In 1893, and again in 1898, fire in the tunnel resulted in closure of the main line and death. To resolve this issue, the tunnel ceiling was lined with riveted boilerplate. The sharp curves and steep descent could not be resolved quite as easily. And as a result, train wrecks soon gave the canyon an infamous reputation. Shortly after World War I, the tunnel floor was lowered to accommodate larger rolling stock. This would be the last major renovation of the tunnel before the entire line through Johnson Canyon was replaced in 1959 by a modern double line several miles to the north. Indicative of its importance and the bottleneck the canyon represented is found in the fact that during World War II, the tunnel was deemed a vital war asset and an observation and sentry post was built on site. The remains of this remote outpost are also part of the time capsule that is the Johnson Canyon Tunnel. Surprisingly, you know, I was unaware of this amazing place and its role in history until just a couple of years ago. Since then, I've developed a deep fascination for the place and, uh, well, hiked up there a few times to embrace the solitude of this marvelous place. So it's quite amazing. On our, our last trip up there some time back, or I should say our first trip up there, my dearest friend and I prepared a lunch of kippers, crackers, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and whatnot, and uh, filled the day pack with camera gear, lunch and essentials that we always hope we never need is there for emergency only. And uh, we set out for Johnson Canyon. Um, we followed I-40 east to Welsh Road. Uh, time was, well, it's kind of a big trip from Kingman. Welsh Road uh, is exit 151. Once you continue north on Welsh Road, uh, also Forest Road, Service Road 6, you go through rolling hills studded by junipers. Now, you'll cross over uh, on alignment of Route 66, and then a little further, you'll find a segment of pre-1931 Route 66, 
That was also the National Old Trails Road. And then you'll pass a sinkhole and you'll find these uh, massive bottle dump and a concrete platform. That is the site of Welch Station. Welch Station. From there, you simply follow the old rail bed. Uh, the station is about six miles off I-40. Uh, I know rental cars are the best off-road vehicles, but you definitely need some ground clearance at, at uh, the big wash by the sinkhole. The rail bed's in pretty good condition. Uh, I, I recommend walking it. There's a couple of uh, remains of some bridges there that are pretty shaky. People have taken four-wheelers up through there, and they bypassed some of the bridges across the washes. Uh, also, watch for snakes. As we're getting into fall, it's not too much of a problem, but it's a pretty rocky area, and it's ideal for snakes. Uh, shortly past a deep cut, the roadbed is washed away, leaving a narrow ribbon with unstable ground on both sides and a steep drop into the canyon below. Now, I have not verified this, but I understand that uh, close to 100 years ago, a train tumbled into that canyon, and uh, the, con the railroad salvaged a bunch of it. But I understand there's a lot of that train left down below. When you hike up there, it is amazing. You've got quintessential west Western landscapes and views that are unbelievable. Keep your eyes open. You'll find a lot of links to a century of railroad history and uh, engineering evolution. Uh, you'll find bottles, cans, broken china uh, along the road. Pretty neat. And dated uh, uh, nails, the dated spikes that they used in uh, the uh, railroad ties. Pretty neat. You're up around 6,000 feet. So it's a you know pretty fair summer hike. Fall is always good. Spring, winter, I can imagine it might get even a little cold and snowy up that direction. As you're high, following the rail bed, you'll come around a sweeping curve on a rock shelf. And there it is, the dark maw of the tunnel, framed by a beautiful, beautiful display of stonemason's art. It was the uh, legendary Johnson Canyon Railway Tunnel, big as life. Uh, I climbed over the debris. There's uh, some rock slides at the front and I entered the tunnel and it's not very long, but as your eyes adjust to the light, man, you can see the hint of light at the far end around a curve and the sheer size is spellbounding in the ceiling with its riveted steel. God, boy, I tell you what, quite amazing, quite amazing. It's a hike of about, uh, two and a half, three miles from Welsh station up to the tunnel. So that is uh, something that uh, I highly recommend, Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel. And there's one more there uh, in the same area between the tunnel and Ash Fork. Uh, if you follow old Route 66, the original alignment, you're going to have, uh, it is rough, it is rocky, but just off the road, you'll come to the Steel Dam. Uh, this is the only one left in the country. And it is uh, quite amazing. It was built by the railroad. It's a riveted steel dam. And uh, 
Another little treasure right there. And speaking of Ash Fork, uh, <coughs> you know, Seligman gets all the attention. And Ash Fork has really sleepy, faded little town. And they had several bad things happen there. Two big fires in uh, the 1970s erased a lot of the historic district. And the railroad during that period also tore down the beautiful, beautiful, and massive Escalante. It was a Harvey house. But cruise the streets. Not just both one-lane uh, uh, Route 66 corridors are on Lewis Street and on railroad, but get on some of the side streets that used to be main streets. Quite an amazing town with a lengthy, lengthy history. And... Uh, well worth exploring. They have a great museum there. And uh, I like Ash Fork a lot, but it's uh, it's tired. It's really a tired old town. As far as the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel, one of the things on my to-do list is I would like to actually camp in that tunnel. And then uh, I've never climbed up to the top to look for the site of the old uh, railroad camp, the town that was on top. And I've never had an opportunity to, to go up, climb higher above the tunnel to look for the World War II gun emplacement. Eh, another trip, perhaps. And, of course, I, uh, I'd like to do some more poking around at Welsh Station. That's always a interesting situation. But it's a great trip. And uh, a little bit of Route 66 history. As a, a side note, uh, both alignments of Route 66 there at Welsh Road, if you continue east... <clears throat> you can follow them for quite a distance uh, back up to, towards uh, Williams, climbing higher and higher into the mountains. And you can walk even further and uh, highly recommend that. Okay, now let's talk about a couple upcoming events. October 14th and 15th in Kingman, Arizona, Kingman Route 66 Fest. And this is from the website, uh, the tourism website, explorekingman.com. The Kingman Route 66 Fest celebrates all things Route 66, especially the history and the culture. It's hosted in beautiful Lewis Kingman Park. Lewis Kingman Park is a few miles from downtown Kingman, but it was a uh, roadside rest at the junction of US 93 and US 66 some 50, 60, 70 years ago. This event will feature live bands, a beer garden serving regional craft beers, food and craft vendors, a motorcycle show, a classic car show, a vintage trailer show, a pinup contest, Route 66 displays, even a zip line. For more information, check out explorekingman.com. The same weekend, uh, on the 15th of October, downtown Kingman, one block off Route 66, it's chilling on Beale. This is a great fun event held on the third Saturday of every month, April through October. It centers on cars, music, food, and fun. Simple. But they're going to have to coincide with the Kingman 66 Fest. They're pulling all the stops. Gene Kirkham and uh, his partners in this endeavor are working on all kinds of uh, uh, raffle prizes and music. So it'd be really great. You got two events there. Uh, our good friends in Tucumcari, New Mexico, are planning a very busy uh, fall. 
you can find out more at visit tucumcarrynm.com. But a couple other points of interest, the Odin Theater in Tucumcari has just had the uh, snack bar area and ticket booth all restored, updated, and they have reopened for the first time since COVID. This is a little quaint little Art Deco treasure in uh, Tucumcari, opened in 1935. So if you really want to keep the uh, illusion of time travel alive, as you're on a Route 66 Odyssey, consider taking in a movie at the Odin Theater in uh, Tucumcari. And that would give you an excuse to get down the street. And uh, I know I know, Route 66 is the main drag. It's the main attraction in Tucumcari with its uh, neon-lit motel wonders like the Blue Swallow Motel and my personal favorite, the delightful Roadrunner Lodge. But, 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 but... Uh, take some time. Go down into the old section of Tucumcari. The Railroad Museum at the depot is spectacular. The Odin Theater. Quite a few things and little treasures down there. Really, really a delight. And uh, you might be surprised by some of the things that they have to offer. I mention often the uh, Mesa Lands Community College Dinosaur Museum. Spectacular. But uh, I digress. Um. Now, let's talk about a contest that's coming up. For the first time since 2019, we are going to have a fall tour. Things are still in a bit of a state of flux, but uh, our ultimate destination is Illinois. On the 18th at the museum in Atlanta, Illinois, I'm making a presentation about trails, rails, and Route 66. And then I'll be speaking on the power of grassroots initiatives in the transformation of historic districts. And I'll be doing that at the Miles of Possibility Conference in Pontiac, Illinois. It looks like I might have a book signing and uh, I'm working on confirming dates, Wichita, Kansas, and uh, probably have stops in Fort Worth, Dallas, a couple other spots. Check out Jim Hinckley's America for more information about uh, my schedule. And while we're speaking Jim Hinckley's America, uh, there's a good article or two there with pictures about the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel that we were discussing. There's also directions on how you can get to the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel. Uh, the contest. Here's what we're doing. We're going to be giving away copies of my new books. Uh, I've had two published this year. Here we are on Route 66 and the uh, Backroads of Route 66, which is a book about little short side trips. It'll add some zest to your Route 66 adventure. Places like Steelville, Missouri, or Wallapai Mountain Park in Arizona. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have our vehicle outfitted with the Jim Hinckley's America logo. All you need to do is get a picture of us on the road with that logo and share it on Instagram or Facebook with a hashtag Jim Hinckley's America. H-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. Jim Hinckley's America. That's it. But there's another one more. If you catch us on the road, personally, uh, get a picture with us and the backdrop of the Jim Hinckley's America logo and uh, use the hashtag Jim Hinckley's America. We'll enter you in the contest, but we'll also give you some Route 66 souvenirs. Now, contest kicks off 
October 1st. Now, I'm not going to be on the road till uh, probably mid-October. So you got a chance. It might catch me in my native habitat right here in Kingman, Arizona. Contest will end November 1st, and we'll go through all of the uh, photos using the hashtag Jim Hinckley's America. And uh, we'll randomly draw some names. Easy enough. Well, uh, one more little item. Uh, our other, this, of course, is an interactive podcast. Uh, and it's live. Then it's archived here on Podbean, as well as on most major uh, podcast platforms, Spotify and the others. But in late July, we started a second podcast, Car Talk from the Main Street of America. This program focuses heavily on travel. Car Talk from the Main Street of America is America's story as seen through the evolution of the American auto industry. It's tales of inspirational people, uh, corporate intrigue, uh, grifters, inventors, visionaries, a lot of fun. There's a bit of travel element as we do talk about car museums. Well, tomorrow uh, we'll have the uh, next episode of Coffee, or excuse me, the next episode of Car Talk from the Main Street of America. We will be talking about some interesting chapters in uh, Hollywood history that are linked with automobiles. Uh, just as an example, did you know that Sammy Davis Jr., everything was changed for him because of a car wreck on Route 66 in the Cajon Pass. And uh, did you know that Groucho Marx and Alice Cooper were actually pretty good friends? Or that uh, Harpo Marx was a fan of fast cars and used to run around with Clark Gable and Gary Cooper, who both enjoyed the speed of the legendary Duesenberg. This would be a lot of fun. So what do you think? Well, do we uh, have any questions I can answer for you this morning? Uh, any thoughts, ideas, suggestions? Any uh, curiosity about the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel or the fall tour or the upcoming contest or car talk from the main street of America? My friends, as always, I greatly enjoy our get togethers on Sunday morning. And uh, well, I look forward to doing this again next week, Sunday morning. Oh, I've not worked out all the details on how we're going to have to do this from the road. We're uh, going to try to do live programs from the road. But uh, we may have to resort to recorded uh, pre-recorded program. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work yet. A lot of details to go. My friends, I want to thank you again for, for joining us. And... Uh, well, if we don't have any questions, I will bid you adios with a little music from Joe, Woody, and my good friends at the Road Crew. Say hello to a new friend. 
Check out some of their tunes at uh, roadcrew66.com. Did you know they wrote a theme song and gave it to Kingman for the 2014 International Route 66 Fest? Take a listen to a catchy little tune, Under the Neon. One of my favorites. Jim Hinckley's America Adios, mi amigos.